0: Weird mythic fam, thanks for tuning in on this lovely sunny Sunday. <laughs> it has been such a nice weekend, guys, and I am recording on the weekend so I can get this out this Sunday. Said I try to get two out, and I am so good for me. Woohoo! <laughs> but I have had such a nice weekend, it's been so cool and sunny up here in Sacramento. Got to eat all kinds of good local food yesterday at the Midtown Farmer's Market, and then I went to the Farmer's Market this morning. Just all kinds of shit to do downtown. I've had like fun just going around on those scooters and scooting around. <laughs> I hope everybody else has had a great weekend and enjoying this weather. I am going to be talking about the Lubbock Lights for our episode today, and just throwing it out there. little personal bit with the Lubbock Lights or Lubbock, Texas. My dad's parents are from Texas. That's where they met. My grandma, my dad's mom, lived in Lubbock in the 40s and 50s with her family. Granny never talked much about aliens or anything, but when she was getting older, she mentioned to my dad and my brother about the aliens in Texas, and then later they saw them in New Mexico. She was explaining that she didn't see the Texas aliens, but many of her girlfriends did see them. And at that time, nobody believed that there was aliens in Texas until they landed in New Mexico a few years later. Now, according to Granny, her and her friends actually drove to Roswell to see if they could see the aliens because they weren't able to see them up close in Lubbock. But, of course, they couldn't get near Roswell because the government turned them away. (laughs) So, what was Granny talking about? Of course, saying the Texas aliens. Um, my, My brother, my dad, and my aunt told me about how Granny was talking about them. They told me, and they just knew I would find it freaking interesting. And, of course, I did, and I knew what she was talking about. She was specifically talking about the Lubbock Lights. And so that's one reason why I wanted to talk about him, as it does kind of hit a little close to home with my grandma being in Lubbock, Texas when this was happening. So what are the Lubbock Lights? The Lubbock Lights were an unusual light formation that was seen over the skies of Lubbock, Texas in August through September of 1951. First known sightings are from three professors at Texas Tech. Another sidebar. <laughs> my grandpa, my dad's dad, He didn't grow up in Lubbock. He grew up in Oklahoma, but he did go down to Texas to play football. And he played at Texas Tech in 1954 through 55. And he is in the Northeastern Oklahoma Hall of Fame when he played there in 52 and 53. So just got to brag a little bit. That was when people were wearing leather helmets for football. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, the Lubbock light. So on August 25th, 1951, around 9 p.m., Three Texas Tech professors were hanging out outside and saw a strange light formation. They saw about 20 to 30 lights larger and brighter than the stars and they flew over above them. As they were asking each other, hey man, did did you see that? Like we, we all just saw that, right? Another group of lights flew past over them and they were going extremely fast according to these professors. Now these professors, Adri Oberg, Adri, A, G, they all have first initials and then their last name. So I'll just go by their last name so I don't get tongue tied. Oberg was a chemical engineer, Ducker, a department head and petroleum engineer, and Robinson, a geologist. And he was the one who who reported the strange sightings to the local newspaper the next day, which is the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. So all three of these guys are very, you know, reputable. They're professors. They're not just random people. So the government will more than likely take an actual close look at this. So that same August night in 1953, there was three women who also saw the same things the professors saw. These women witnessed peculiar peculiar, flashing lights in the sky. There was also a German professor, a, a guy who taught German. He also saw the lights in August in '51. So all in all, I would say that there was about seven people who witnessed these strange light formations on August 25th, 1951. Now, something that needs to be said about the professors, like I said earlier, they are professors. So for the government, this meant that they were very credible witnesses. And this made the lead of Project Blue Book look further into these sightings. And that would be Edward Ruppel. But before Edward Ruppel, Showed up to Texas, these professors were really trying to see and figure out what it is they were witnessing. They watched and studied these lights for weeks after the first encounter. They even had other professor friends come by the house and help them out. They all observed the lights 12 more times that month. They measured the angles of the lights and were able to roughly estimate their speed. They also noticed that the lights always traveled from north to south. At one point, the group of professors made two small groups in an attempt to measure the UFO's altitude, but they didn't have much success since the UFOs flew over so fast. There was one night where four of the professors were out in the front yard on September 5th, 1951. They witnessed 12 to 15 fluorescent colored lights, green and blue and very round. They flew very fast over them, They were in a U formation, and the lights, they estimated to be about 2,000 feet above them. Another thing that they mentioned is they looked like they were the size of dinner plates, which at 2,000 feet above you, and they look like dinner plates, you can only imagine how huge these things could have been if they were a little bit closer. So there was also some photos taken of the Lubbock lights. There's an 18-year-old Lubbock resident. His name is Carl Hart Jr. He took some photos of the Lubbock lights on August 30th, 1951. He was in his parents' backyard and noticed about 18 to 20 white lights in a V formation flying above him. So he went inside to grab his 35 millimeter camera, went back out, and waited. After a while, he saw another V formation of lights and started snapping pictures. He was able to capture five pictures of these light formations. Carl then took these photos to the Lubbock Avalanche Journal to be published, and the newspaper actually bought them for $10. These photos were also examined at a physical lab at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, and their statement is, quote, the heart photos were never proven to be a hoax, and neither were they proven to be genuine. Oh, and that was actually released by Edward Ruppel. Project Blue Book. So, Edward Ruppel continued to look into the Lubbock lights for Project Blue Book. He interviewed the professors and concluded that they saw the underside of birds. Their wings were reflecting from the streetlights. Yeah, okay, Mr. Government Guy, they saw reflecting birds 13 times. All right, cool. Sadly, others were backing him up on this bird thing. Now, the professor said that these lights that they witnessed were for sure not birds reflecting from the streetlights. This was like well known that this is what the government is saying that everyone was saying. So a local newspaper photographer heard the rumors and decided to do a little bit of research himself in a little study here. He went out at night and started to take pictures of birds flying over. He can never recreate the photos that were taken by Carl Hart Jr. though, and just from my own experience with birds, birds don't fly at night. Like if they do, it's like right when the sun is going down, they don't fly at like midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. That's not like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. Okay. (laughs) And other birds from my own experience, like ducks, geese, crows, doves, all make noises when they fly. No, nobody said anything about noises. They are locals. They know what type of birds are in their area, and they know their patterns. Not buying the bird thing. <laughs> Hundreds of Lubbock residents witnessed these lights from August through September. Not just the professors and not just Carl Hart Jr. There, On August 31st, there was a report of an Air Force wife and their daughter who witnessed seeing UFOs while driving northwest towards Lubbock. And there was an employee of the Atomic Energy Commission of the Sandia Corporation. Did not look into that. I figured I'd go down a rabbit hole, so I just didn't. (laughs) Anyways, this guy was noted to have a high IQ. I did not find his name anywhere. However, Edward Ruppel did interview this man and his wife. According to them, quote, A huge airplane flying swiftly and silently over the home on the aft edge of the NGS, there were six to eight pairs of soft, glowing, bluish lights, unquote. So Ruppel continued to ask them questions and come to find out that also, quote, just after dark, his wife had gone outdoors to take some sheets off the clothesline when suddenly his wife rushed back inside. She was as white as the sheets she was carrying, unquote. So Ruppel explained that the reason the man's wife was so upset was that she had seen a very large object glide swiftly and silently over their home. And according to her, it looked like an airplane without a body, and it had bluish lights. Many of the re- residents in Lovick felt scared when they saw these lights zoom past them overhead, and others just knew that they were witnessing something incredible. Many, if not all, the residents saw the V or U shape when the lights were flying over, and they always saw between 20 and 30, sometimes 15, sometimes less than 10, but it was always like between 15 and 30, I guess. (laughs) All of the sightings, they were flying faster than any jet they had seen before, brighter than any star, and blue lights with yellow tinge. I did find a really cool video. Uh, of course, I have a video from Texas about the Lubbock Lights. It wasn't obviously recorded during the 50s, but it was some years later. And there is an interview with Carl Hart Jr. And he's talking about the photos. And according to Carl, the Air Force like were really aggressive with him. I really like this video because you could hear, and he's an old man at this point, but he's like, no, the FBI were interrogating me. The Air Force was interrogating me. But they could never prove that the photos were fake. And even Carl was like, I just wanted people to see him and believe me. Like he didn't expect people to interrogate him and call him a liar, which I, I believe Carl Hart. I do. Uh, something else that was in that video that I'm going to have to do a little more research on is that there was Phoenix light. So Phoenix, Arizona had similar sightings in the 90s. So that was really interesting. It totally looks the same as the Lubbock lights, just a diff- It's in, it's on video instead of, you know, cameras from the 50s. It's 40 years later. But apparently Phoenix, Arizona has seen the same things. So some of the explanations, one that I talked about was the birds and they believed that the under the wings was just reflecting the street lights, which I 100% don't believe. Another explanation for the Lubbock lights were the flying wing which is an aircraft. It's silent and B uh, stealth. It's a silent B-shaped stealth plane. It kind of looks like something Batman would own, but these don't have lights across them like you see in the photos. I did find the original article for the Lubbock lights and I will also post a link to that because the title just made me laugh. The title is The Flying What's Its. Yeah. All I could think of was freaking Futurama. I could not stop laughing when I saw that guy. So I had to mention that that was funny. (laughs) So I do believe that the Lubbock Lights is a UFO sighting. For sure, I believe in the Lubbock Lights almost more than I do Roswell, to be honest. There's nothing in the UFO witness reports that can be explained without having some sort of question behind it. The Lubbock Lights, I just feel like, is one of the most credible things that we have as UFOs in North America. And I wanted to bring something else up, not really related to the Lubbock Lights, but has everything to do with UFOs, or as the government likes to call it now, UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. So I was able to find the annual report on UAPs for 2022. And I just kind of wanted to go over it just so that we all have an idea of what exactly they're trying to research identify whatever. (laughs) So 2022, the Defense Department renamed the Airborne Object Identification and Management Group. Say that again. Defense Department renamed Airborne Object Identification and Management Group to the All Domain Anonymity Resolution Office. (laughs) So if you look it up, you'll see that they talk about The Airborne Object Identification Management Group, but it is now the All Domain Anonym Anonymally (laughs) Resolution Office, Aero. So Aero created an analytics process to identify UAPs. They had 366 reports. 26 of those are characterized as unmanned aircraft systems. 163 of those are characterized as balloons or balloon-like entities. Six of those are attributed to space clutter. 171 remain uncharacterized. So those 171 are UAPs. They all had unusual flight patterns and capabilities and need to be analyzed more. Most UAPs do come from the US Navy operations and Air Force aviators during operational duties and were reported using the appropriate methods. I will be posting that link to the show notes also. It is a very interesting read. It's just cool to see like those 26 that are characterized as unmanned aircraft systems. Are those like drones? That's the only thing I can think of. Like those have got to be drones. They're not saying if there are drones or UAP drones, but they are uh, unmanned aircraft systems. And I love that 163 are balloons or balloon-like entity. What the fuck is a balloon-like entity, by the way? Okay, whatever but they do have 171 UAP reports that they are still looking into as of, where do I have? I don't have the, the the date. I just have 2022. So as of last year, they're still looking into those. <laughs> well, let me know what you think about the UAP report and please let me know what you think about the Lubbock Lights as I said, I think it's all legit, and it's one of the best UFO sightings that we have in North America, so don't forget to go to our social medias, which is Weird Mythic Podcast on Twitter, Weird Mythic Podcast on Instagram, which has all of our links, but like goes to our link tree and whatnot, to our merch store. Check us out on Weird Mythic Podcast on YouTube, and please send me a story or encounter or suggestion or a UFO episode to Weird Mythic mythicpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.